0: Good afternoon, it's another episode of the Gary and Mark Show. I'm Gary. And I'm Mark. And we're coming to you, well, we're not live. No, but we are alive. We're alive and we're glad we are. And we are coming to you from... Big Green, Green Eddie's, Big Eddie's, Big Green River. <laughs> Gary is the yeah, best yeah. of this, he's... He... <laughs> He, uh, okay, so we, we're going to look over there and read. Green River Eddie's. Yeah, the, the, the cue room. sheet
1: we had last time we didn't have yeah. today, but it's our Green River Eddie's tap Ed. Room Grill at Salute Outfitters. At Salute Outfitters. And uh, we are happy because they are a real sponsor. So A real sponsor. We might mess up their name, but we don't mess up their place. No, we don't. We do not. We haven't yet. And uh, so we're brought to you today by... Again, Green River Eddie's Tap Green room. River Eddie's Tap room. And as always,
0: we still have Rabbit Island Resort. Rabbit Island Resort. And then we have the Big Wiz Pocket Buddy. Big Wiz Pocket Buddy. Old man's best friend. It is. And, In we're, a crowd. and apparently
1: there are people loading those like mm. crazy. Well, we are, we are fortunate today because uh, we don't often have guests. No. No. We've only had a couple. We actually had one guest, Howard, but he's now on staff. Yeah. But today we have a real special guest. We do. Celebrating a special 20th anniversary today, yeah. but not the kind you might think. So I want to introduce you to a good friend of mine, and also uh, he knows our Gary over here, but a uh, good friend of mine from
2: Saluda where we are, Chuck Heron. All right. <laughs> Hey there, boys! It's nice <laughs> to be here today. I thought you made this stuff up all the time. That's right. See, Chuck has heard heard
1: our podcast, but he has not he's actually been and seen us live do one. No, night. he's heard them, and he's willing to come on the show. Right there, he is. And so we wanted Chuck to come. He lives just what? How far from here?
2: Oh, about a seven hour, I'd say. Seven-iron. Yeah.
1: Well, or, you know, we were actually talking about golf with yeah. Angela, who is the marketing person here, saying yeah. that we did not play a lot of golf. No. But uh, So that means a lot more to you than it would mean. But uh... Well, I don't play golf either. <laughs> okay. But, but it I sounds could, good. I could
2: hit one about that far, though. All right. So that's good.
1: But you can walk over here. You could if I, weren't for the, if
2: there was there is a sidewalk. When I come downtown drinking, I usually walk back. Okay. <laughs> That's a smart move. And uh, yeah. so we are you know,
1: absolute Salute Outfitters. is yeah. this home. to some good tap room over there. But uh, so Chuck, why we wanted him to come today is it's uh, coming up on the 20th anniversary of his doing something pretty amazing for anybody a through hike of the Appalachian Trail. And so, for those that don't know what a thru-hike is... Well, we can can let Chuck
0: explain
2: that. All right. Well, uh, a thru-hike was described as an arrangement of rocks, sticks, steep hills, et cetera, so as to prevent or dissuade forward progress. But it was over (laughs) 2,000 miles of that, and it was quite a challenge physically and mentally. 2,000
1: miles. And I tell you, I am not a big hiker. Gary is over there. I like to day hike. I have done some backpacking, and I'm going to tell you, I've done some backpacking on the Appalachian Trail. I don't know of any easy part for the whole 2,000 miles, except maybe walking in uh, Hot Springs, North Carolina, which is downtown, and a couple other trail towns, maybe. Right. But it is all up and down. It is not on the ridgeline where you have views forever, never, ever.
0: And so you
2: started April 15. 1999, and when did you finish? I'm wrong in the middle of October 15th or so. Uh-huh. I did a flip flop, which was unusual in those years. Uh, I went from Georgia up to Harper's Ferry and then took bus and train to to Maine and then came back to Harper's Ferry. And it was lovely walking back in the fall of uh-huh. the year back yeah, then. That Bo- probably makes a lot of sense because a lot of people I know trying
1: to make it to the end in October, November, there's already snow and ice and stuff and it's miserable. Uh, And I've seen pictures of the part up in Maine and that part of the country. It gets treacherous. I mean, you're climbing over boulders, rocks, going up like ladders to get to the- Right.
2: Yeah, after the 15th of October in Maine, you pay for your own rescue and it runs around $200,000 a day. Oh! So that uh, dissuaded me quite rapidly. Now, are you making that up? No. Oh my gosh. Oh, the amount of money could be an exaggeration, but you just really wouldn't want to be
1: doing that. And we, we want to mention, I'm sure people would here. hear, we are broadcasting, recording today outdoors. Yeah. We don't usually do that, but uh, we wanted to get used to that because we are a mobile podcasting studio.
0: Right. That's Highway 176 you hear in the distance. It's, That's right. It's not an airplane. And I fact, yeah. like
1: we, could, we could have, if we had this equipment back then, we have a smaller recorder check. We could have right. followed you around right. and heard grunting probably yeah. and all kinds of stuff. So how did you decide to do this? This is not something you just wake up and do. You didn't, see, you didn't read Bill Bryson's
2: book. What's that book called? What's that book? Walk in the Woods. Walk in the Woods. You didn't read that first, did you? As a matter of fact, uh, I read Bryson's book before the hike, and then I read it after the hike. And I visited some of the places that he wrote about with great detail, and some of those characters were still there. <laughs> they were truthful depictions, I'll say that. Yeah. Uh, I think in those days, quite a few people had a National Geographic coffee table yep. book sitting around. And on the winter's evening, you can kind of roll your eyes over toward that book and open up a few pages, and they're talking about walking in the green tunnel, and it sounded like a challenge to me. And I did have a local friend who sort of mentored me in taking this up, and he encouraged me, and then a couple of my other drinking buddies thought it would be a good idea if I did that as well. So that's how I kind of fell into it. So... We don't want to know how old you are now But how old were you 20 years ago Well I was about uh, 50 I was 57 and 58 With my birthday in the middle of it So uh, that, that's I was a, I was a lot uh, lighter In weight and more In a better physical condition Than I am now Although
1: that's hard to imagine Of course you know, 20 years changes everybody But Chuck is the volunteer Trail boss You still doing that? Right, how we do, call it a boss, but... Yeah, he has no... He doesn't boss anybody. He says he do not want me to call him that because there's people would think he had a crew, but it's right. It's a 98% of it's all Chuck, but at a local nature center down in Tryon called Fence. Right. And uh, you've been doing that how many years? Well, off and on, about 25, I would say. So that I'm just telling you this because he told us not being the same kind of shape. You've got to be to, to do what he does out there. Yeah. It's uh, it, it is tough work and much appreciated. So, I mean how many people a year do we have any clue start hiking
0: on the at with i can tell you this year i you know i'd mentioned chuck earlier i was hiking in the smokies in may didn't see anyone in the last day of our hike we crossed the at at oh what's the name of this gap getting over to 20 mile anyway the 30 minutes we are at this gap I haven't seen, we hardly seen anybody or a four day walk. The 30 minutes were at this gap. 15 people come through. And the wow. w- lady we talked to was 2,200 and something. And she said they were projecting 4,000 people this year. Right. To, uh, to wait a minute, 4,000 to finish? No, to no
1: To, to start. start.
2: When I started, I uh, went to Delanaga, as we said, on April the 15th. There were, about 3,500 people that were going to attempt to mm. through hike. And in those days, everybody, almost everybody, started at that point and it caused a lot of crowding problems. When I got, when I finished my hike, I think 350 people of the intended through hikers, and somebody said, that's about right, usually about 10, 10%. 10, huh. uh, yeah, I'm amazed even that
1: many can get through because I'm telling you, if you have not done that, it is not easy, and you're carrying a pack weighing about how much back in those days? Well, I hate to say when I started, I had 57 pounds. So it was like Bill Bryson, <laughs> so but but within and Bill Bryson had whittled that down within the first like five miles. Did you whittle yours down in the first few miles? Or?
2: Right, I got rid of the Weber <laughs> grill, <laughs> <laughs> plate a bed. Yeah, right. Uh,
0: so, so, I, so now the uh, that Mountain Crossings, which is 50 miles in. Or the first where uh, the Wallace C. Center. Right. I know. They're kind of famous for helping people at that point who still want to. Well, that's, two things. That's true. They send, were very. They send stuff back for those who
2: are also quitting, but. I think they just keep it. <laughs> I went in there and I had a, a point-and-shoot camera, but I also had a nice Leica rangefinder. Well, it's a fairly heavy camera, so I left that there. And I, yeah. I think they put it on eBay. Oh, I'm right. not sure eBay <laughs> existed then. I'm saying they, they did not have cell phones then, did they? Did they or? I had a flip phone, which I used on occasion because my parents were both in um, ill health in the elder years, and I let a few people call their mommy on oh, yeah? my phone yeah. a, you have to take it up top of the ridge if you want to call your mama so uh that's that's the, cool you had the technology that was quite different. You had yeah. to be camping near the cell tower to uh-huh. through. so
1: uh, imagine in twenty one hundred miles or so how many times do you think about quitting any
2: the only thing that worried me was the condition of my feet. I've had blisters mm-hmm. before, but I never had blisters. Under blisters, under blisters, and they can go in quite deep. You can feel your pulse in your in your heels, especially. Did you have to take off a few days let them heal? No, I never did that. I just took awful lot of ibuprofen. (laughs) I would sit down on a log to take a break, and then get started again. You got to take a couple more ibuprofen. Mm -hmm. Did you wear out uh, more than one pair of boots? I used uh, three different pair, but. Uh, one pair of Ass Clarion was my favorite. Uh, when I got to Maine, the boulders there are huge, and a lot of them are submerged in the earth. And the tops of them sweat from condensation. If you got any, if you lost any grip on your on your tread, and you take a stride, it's like stepping on a banana. So I I bought I bought a new pair. Fortunately, you can just wear those right out of the box. Yeah. Gary over here used to work with a diamond brand outdoors. So that
0: was a that was it was kind of a kind of a beefed up sneaker in a way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not real. Not heavy leather, but you know, ninety nine. So it's been twenty years. Do you wake up now and go on this day? Twenty years ago, here's where I was.
2: Yeah, we can look at my little Appalachian yeah, Trail yeah, data he's book. he's got that, 1999, still here. Some of those uh, dates are, are projected because I wanted to have some idea of what I was uh-huh. shooting at. But uh, instead of getting in better shape, I kind of got in worse shape, so I fell a little behind on my schedule. I did want to mention something about yeah. Gary here and about Diamond Brand and, and 20 years ago. The marketing situation uh, was more an assistantship back then and outfitters are known for experiencing what you're getting ready to experience they're not just marketeers Uh, so it made a huge difference he had sales staff who had hiked and carried weights and so forth and they were they were a great help in uh, advising me what equipment to get is that where you got most of your gear from yes
0: i'll bet yeah johnny zunstein i was trying to think he was working there back then and he I'm not sure what year he'd done the trail, but earlier in the '90s, right. we had a couple of guys and girls uh-huh. who had through hiked, and me. You know, I and I haven't been out for longer than a couple of weeks in years, so I'm I wonder about going out an extended trip like that. Like, did did you take a? But you you wouldn't take a day off ever.
2: You have of, what's called a zero a zero, zero? D- a zero yeah. day where you're trying to stitch ends and missing things together. When I first started, I tried to have uh, friends and family send me uh, equipment along the trail, but invariably you would get to town on Thursday afternoon at four to discover that the post office is not open on Friday and that Monday's a holiday. So you kind of look through the bars there and you can see your little package that says, hole for through hiker, Chuck Heron it has all kind of good stuff in it that you really need and say nah, oh well I'm going on through town here so that was disappointing I yeah. learned how to have a what I call a bump box and I did my own bump box go to the grocery store and, and buy what you want put about half of it in your pack and send that pack 125 miles ahead to a post office that you had the schedule of operating hours on <laughs> <laughs> so that worked, that worked pretty well and these days, with the,
1: the internet, you can those hours be pretty accurate. But if you're using a trail directory or something, it you know by the time that comes out, they may have changed their hours right. or days. So,
2: but in those days, the ATM machine in Hot Springs, I think they put a hundred dollars in it a week. <laughs> oh, so yeah. so I, got, I got there, and there wasn't any cash to be you had. So you had to be fairly industrious about economics. So were you
1: able to stay in the hostels or hotels or motels ever? Or?
2: I stayed in a hostel if, if it were were known that, uh, with trail chatter as being an interesting and a nice one, nice people and so forth. That was fun because they're, they're quite famous. And, and trail talk is always about that. Uh, the shelters... I liked the shelters a lot better when I got to New England and I was heading back south, and it wasn't anybody in the shelters. If you've ever been in a, a shelter in the Smokies behind the chain-link fence and, and hear uh, 14 people snoring, not <laughs> synchronized, not like Katie did, mm-hmm. and then the squeaking uh, chain-link door opening, and not closing back immediately and say, how about shutting that door? We don't want the bear in I would here. I say, what's, what's the chain link door or gates right, right, uh, for the, the bear? The shelters and the Smokies were pretty grim. And uh, I imagine you had mice in most of those shelters, too. Oh, yeah, they run. They start on <laughs> number 14 and run over his chest, and on the 13, leap over to 12, right on through, and the tin cans in the ceiling swinging. Yeah, we used to have a summer camp.
1: We, that was an issue uh, every single night. Uh, yeah. it was big stories to tell. So, did you
2: um, have a tent? Was that where
1: you stayed right. the other nights?
2: Yeah, a I, used a the, tar- uh, I used the oh I used the one man tent, and uh, it, it was. It became a hotel really. <laughs> it's quite roomy. A couple of times, I tried to use a like a bivy sack, mm-hmm. and when you get in a bivy sack. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like being filler in a sausage. You can't, you can't, even, you can not even get your uh, t-shirt off. Yeah, and then the, the water would hit the the fabric, and it's like having a cat pee on your on on your, right in your face through your tent. Well, that's attractive. Yeah, that's <laughs> that not can, not, can, all, not
0: that attractive. Yeah. All those all those people out there that were wondering are they going to do the 18 now? That that put them over. Uh, okay, yeah. so
1: that was another question I have in just a minute. But before that is. Would you, if you were like 50 something again, would you ever consider doing it again?
2: No, my feet hurt too much right now. Oh, you mean <laughs> if, if I hadn't done it? In other words, knowing what
1: you've done, you know, how hard it was, would it be something, would, would you tell other people you ought to do this?
2: Uh, I think it suits certain people. Uh, it, it takes, it's a selfish thing to do, and you're single tasking. Nowadays, people especially are not able to deal with that. It's hard to have a conversation, as long as we've been talking here right now, with anybody you know. (laughs) They change the subject, they go off, leave the room, or get on their phone or whatever. So keeping company with yourself is quite a challenge. It is physical. Most of the people I ran into who really made it all the way were in some transitional stage. They lost a a mate, or they were going from grad school to their doctoral, post-grad, to Lord knows what. Hmm. Have you ever
1: kept up with any of those people in your... Not hiding? really, no. What, what was your trail name? Do you... I was
2: Buzzard Wing. How'd you come up with that? Uh, it's kind of related back to some of the childhood stories I had read. I, was, I think somebody might have been in one of those OEL or something like that, I had a friend whose name was Fodder Wing. <laughs> but when you hike the trail in Georgia, especially the buzzards, Hover on, yeah. the, on the escarpment, on the updraft, and they got a, a reddish eye and a yellowy nose, and they just kind of roll that eye around and say, how are you feeling today? <laughs> I, can, I can picture
1: that. Yeah. So you have two grown sons. All right. So they're not the age you were when you were hiking yet by many years, but would you ever think they
2: would want to do that? Or they have the temperament they could do that? No, they live in a different-paced world. I uh, think we all do, I think. Uh, they're entertained by different things. That single task can drive an average person insane. I used to think, how many, how many languages can I say hello and goodbye in? And I <laughs> went, all, went all back to my Latin, whiny, Weedy, Weaky, and yeah. moa Masa Mat. Oh, yeah. I don't know what they're talking about. Oh, I had that. I thought did. I was I going thought, crazy. Yeah. My yeah. high
1: school did not teach Latin. T- taught Spanish but or, I mean didn't even teach Spanish I taught French when I was there and right. uh, I won't get into that that could be a whole podcast <laughs> but uh, so
0: th- was go ahead I was to uh, say so here we are August
2: what 26th I think so.
0: Yeah.
2: They go into the middle and it works backwards because yeah, you, you flip So is this same book published these days
1: this Is the guy? I, I, I've seen different versions it of it. It seems
0: like now the one everybody likes is that... Uh, Lightfoot, you know, Or something Bigfoot or he's got some kind of a name. Right. And it's got... You got all the elevation in the... Right. Bar, yeah. And it's electronic now. It's, it's yeah.
2: digital too. We used to get into town... And you wanted to get, use the landline to make a phone call. Yeah, yeah. And then, this is going to sound sexist, but there was, there was frequently an attractive young girl, a blonde typically, uh, at the head of, of the line of maybe 15 or 20 grubby looking other people. And she was talking to her mother about everything she did <laughs> today, and yesterday, and the day before. And everybody else is kind of shifting but wait from one foot to the other. Some of them still have their packs on, going like, I just want to tell Mom I'm alive and find out if she is also. (laughs) But now everybody has a a phone. uh, Oh, yeah. It's a different, it's like a virtual thing instead of an actual well, this summer I was
1: up in um, New England and we were on the AT just for a day hike. And so it's the first time I ever came across a box that had trail magic written on it. Right. Did you did they have that when
2: you were hiking where people would leave things for hikers, goodies? The year I hiked, 99 was very dry. Quite a few people in urban areas had a garden hose run out to the fence behind their house and about 16 milk jugs with, with water and I I got to places uh, where the the water supply was coming down a drop at a time, and people were sitting or collecting. Okay, you got 15 drops. How about moving over? So wow. uh, I had I encountered a good bit of trail magic. From what I read now, they almost discourage it because people get dependent upon it, uh-huh, or you could really? get, you could get some some uh, bad trail magic, but there was. There was yogiing then too. You could look at a across the table somewhere across the yard and see somebody holding a big drumstick. <laughs> you just start <laughs> salivating. So it looked like a boxer dog, you know. <laughs> so when you say yogi, you make like yogi bear or something. Yeah. yeah. Picking, Picking it, it. now okay, wonder what you uh,
0: So I, I see here Warren, New Hampshire, <clears throat> August twenty eighth. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So you gotta flip yeah. the pages of that away. Yeah.
1: So south, yeah. So that that so uh, from uh, you started in April into October is what six months. October? Six and a half. Six and a half months. Right. So, if anybody came to you today, in shape, and said, "Chuck, I know you've done this. What advice would you give me? What what could you say?"
2: Right. Well, even at, at that time, I did a huge amount of reading, and it was it was available. And in, as I, I told Gary before, the railway had been. Uh, published and it was it was so bizarre that it really sounded more intriguing than you could imagine. But it helps if if you're a, an active person playing uh, singles tennis and not doubles, and if you're riding a bicycle for the cardio part, and you really have to learn how to how to breathe, how to s- synchronize like you do when you're riding a bicycle. Uh, there's a whole lot to learn, so you can I, I could determined by looking at the average person whether I thought they might be likely to make it although I would say I did see some people who were heavy at the start and that were really trimmed up and they were determined and they had made it but you would kind of know if a person was having what I would call um, mental problems not a, like a mental illness but just a, a way of looking at things and how to process what comes down the line.
1: Wow so uh... I think we're going to wrap this
0: episode up, Gary. Well, tell you what, and you, know, you look at Chuck today, it looks like he's still in pretty darn good he, shape. He is. He is. And, yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: he could hike around, circles around me, I'm sure. And, and Gary over here has had a hip replacement, but he still backpacks.
0: Yeah, but, you know, in the trail maintenance that Chuck does, I, I'm very appreciative of that. I, I, I did a few tours of duty with sweat crew in the Smokies, right? Are we on the AT. The one thing I'd say is, you know, this the shelters now in the AT and the Smokies are pretty sweet. Uh-huh. They have put yeah. these big old shed roofs off the front. They took all the chain link off. What? Yeah. What about the bears? Well, they every backcountry shelter and and backcountry campsite has cables and pulleys to hang to food. hang your food now. And they just tell you, you know, if you want to, don't cook inside of here. These big old shed roofs off the front, around the side. I mean, I'm I'm sure it's still. they're overwhelmed by the spring push. Right. But but they have they have done some upgrade from. Of course, I wonder what would it have been like to be one of those people going through in the 50s. You know, I'm when I think
2: about that a whole lot too. Uh-huh. I know people who did the whole trail for $200. That was for some cornmeal, some yeah. flour, and maybe some oatmeal. Was that Grandma Gatewood? <laughs> no, nah, well, Wasn't she she's the first an amazing one? person, but the yeah. person who helped me here locally uh, did that. And Earl Schaefer huh? said he put sand in his boots, and I'm sure they were just leather boots to toughen his feet. Well, I don't think that really works. No. I think that, that grinds up your feet. <laughs> Well, times have changed. Yes, they have. <laughs> but the trail's still there, and it's a, it's
1: a national treasure for sure. Yeah. Well, Chuck, we have a new tradition here on the Gary and Mark Show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I mentioned it to you. But, yeah. you know, we started, if you listen to all of our episodes, the Gary and Mark Podcasting University. Right. Where you have to enroll. And if you enroll, most people will, will get a diploma. Right. It, it may take a while. For some people, it takes next day. Yes, some it takes an hour. Money wouldn't hurt, but they have okay. to actually apply. But for our guest, starting with Chuck Heron it's here, like an
0: honor. Yeah,
1: we have for uh, you one perchment. Uh, the, that's were, right. On, okay, so we that. have. Hold it now. Get it to okay. Our first honorary B.S. degree. It's
2: not, just beautiful, really. It is beautiful, <laughs> in, isn't it? It's in two color. It is. Red and black. It, oh, if we it only
0: had video. <laughs> it, what we do. Oh, if we only and had video. And if you fill this
1: paper, that is, that is our... That is our That's, that's the nice linen. Stock, that's
0: linen. That's right.
1: Mo, and we have it in a, uh, a special plasticine frame. Plasticine envelope. There you go. A nice plasticine. sleeve. So, yeah. uh, that's, uh, you have not only honorary B.S. with extra honors. So, yeah. we that's as high as we can get. Now, we... Yeah. Eventually, when we get our, our graduate division moving, we've got our yeah. MBS. Well, I'm MBS. overwhelmed. I'm yeah, overwhelmed. Thank you. Yeah. Well, yes. we thought you would be. And uh, don't no tears, okay? Yeah. But we, uh, we are so, so glad to have you on the show. And Well, thank you very much. You could be a regular. He could. Yeah, he could. So that's the uh, end of another episode, huh, Gary? I reckon it is. I'm right. Mark. I'm Gary. And uh, don't forget to check us out at www.garyandmark.com. We'll see you in the next
0: episode.